0: Personal ways. Some experience most God experience God most profoundly through prayer and worship, others through poetry or literature, others through the visual arts like paintings or movies. I must admit, after studying as a musician for so long, I find that music is where I've had some of my most profound experiences with God. Sometimes it's choral music. There's something just very special about Mozart's Ave Verum Corpus, or his Requiem, or any of the music of Foray, or as, as we end today's Mass with Lift High the Cross, it's hard not to experience the glory of God's majesty. In fact, certain pieces have actually stopped me in my tracks when I hear them, simply to relive those experiences. For those who know Bruckner's Seventh Symphony, it does that to me every time. The combination of the delicate woodwind counterpoint, the haunting theme of the second movement, and who can forget the climax of the final movement. It's indescribable, but the way that Bruckner shapes that final movement leaves you with no other feeling than being in the very presence of God. Peace be with you is the greeting from the risen Christ as he enters the place where the disciples are located in today's gospel. Now we can imagine the same feelings and tensions that we heard in John's gospel last week, and they permeate the setting here in Luke as well. Fear, shame, doubt. But Jesus, ever the pastor, allays those fears. In fact, you have to love how tenderly Luke depicts Jesus here. Why are you frightened? Why do you doubt? But then, such a curious question from Jesus. Have you anything to eat? Have you anything to eat? Jesus has just entered the scene from nowhere. Proven to the disciples who he is. Here are the wounds for you to see and feel. And he's looking for food. Not only is this their friend and teacher that they know has just died a brutal death, but they had just abandoned him also. So this experience with the risen Jesus touches the very heights of joy and ecstasy for the return of the one with whom they've committed their lives and also the depths of what it felt like to not only lose him, but to do so while they abandoned him. This question speaks to the intimacy of their relationship and the love of Jesus who diverts the focus from their pain and their sin and back to his love of them. The extremes of the human condition culminate right here in this moment. But the impact of experiencing that moment with the risen Christ, is utter peace and love wipes away their burdens, their fear, their shame, Such a simple action, it's so powerful in its simplicity, just fixing and healing their brokenness. And so as the scene continues, we're reminded of the overall narrative here. And if there's one thing about Luke as an author that always looms over his work is how he uses the structure of the narrative to make a deeper point. So if you recall, the story just before this gospel selection is on the road to Emmaus, the story of two of Jesus' followers as they leave Jerusalem despondent over his crucifixion. They encounter, but don't recognize, Jesus, who teaches them about Scripture and pastors them, revealing himself in the breaking of the bread, only to vanish to appear in our scene today. Now, we know that story as an allegory to the Eucharist, coming to know Jesus in the breaking of the bread. We have the same elements here in this story today. The disciples encounter the risen Jesus, but again, don't recognize him. He eats with them. He explains how his story fits into and fulfills scripture. The minds of those Jesus encounters are opened, and he departs. Just like in the story on the road to Emmaus, the disciples come to know and experience the resurrected Jesus and the sharing of food, hospitality, and his very presence. I think Luke wants to make sure that we get the point by pairing these stories back to back. And yet, there's also another layer to this as well. Luke structures the entirety of the gospel and Acts around this story. The structure is called the chiasm, and it's a story. The story of the Gospel leads to this point, and then Acts follows from this point. This is a common technique that helps us as healers, healers, but hearers, to make the connection. And so the Emmaus story sets the context for how we can hear this scene within the larger structure. And the larger chiasm provides the context for how we are to understand and interpret acts, focusing again all the attention on this story. So Jesus brings peace, forgiveness, and love to the disciples who know him through food, specifically sharing of food with God, which represents not only hospitality, but a new covenant when it's shared with God. And so yes, this is the framework for our Eucharist today, whether it's bread or fish in the story. We will and do know Jesus in the meal, just like the disciples. The peace, forgiveness, and love of Jesus. I think the real focal point is really this. Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. So the disciples, they're reunited with Jesus, they eat together and are sent forth into the world to proclaim and share the love and forgiveness that can only come from Christ. We hear this in our story from Acts, Peter's sermon after the healing of the man at the beautiful gate is part of this story of Peter and John fulfilling their call from Jesus. This man is healed, and the saving message of the Gospel is proclaimed and embodied through their actions. And so it is for us, right here, in this place, and in communities all over the world. Luke's principal message of experiencing Jesus personally and communally in this sacred meal And being sent forth into the world to tell people of our experience and to show through our actions the peace forgiveness and love that we have experienced through jesus made manifest for us and we are called to make it manifest for those that we encounter so the focal point of the entirety of the gospel and acts is to proclaim peace love and forgiveness that we experience in Jesus. Again, we all experience Jesus in different ways. He finds us where we are and provides us with what we need. I guess it's it's hard not to hear some of the stories from Acts and think, well, I'm no Peter. I'm not healing anybody. Standing there on the spot in front of hundreds of people, exegeting the totality of scripture and converting them but every single one of us experiences God in ways that are personal for us. And so does everyone else out there. A new parent in the face of their child, precious, fragile, dependent, in beautiful music, in a painting, or a breathtaking poem. Someone will experience Jesus when their neighbor brings them a hot meal or some time on the patio with a dear friend catching up. Someone in the hospital facing a change in surgery might experience Jesus in the love shown to them by the nurses or the doctors, or in the individual that takes out the trash and spends just 10 minutes just talking with them, easing their anxiety. Jesus finds us where we are as we need to be loved and is present with us through each other. See, we all have broken relationships and yearn for forgiveness and reconciliation. And throughout Acts, we see individuals who show the love of Christ to those who needed it in whatever way they could. That's the call here. That's the message that Luke focuses in on. Experience Jesus in the world, and help others to see Jesus at work in their lives. Experience Jesus with them and help to heal the fractured relationships of our world. You know, the scene between Jesus and the disciples is so intimate and beautiful, capturing the depths of their joy, their shame, their sorrow, and their shortcomings and their sin. Just like when we encounter Jesus And just like the disciples, Jesus responds to us with, peace be with you. So be nourished by your experience with God right now. Today in this place through the Eucharist, Christ's presence, the glorious music, and the beautiful relationships that are present in this place. And may we be beacons of that love in the world, proclaiming it, embodying it, and sharing it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.